Microphone checker. Oh, yeah. Internets. Welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Before we get started with this week's episode, shouts to everybody who checked out the latest episode with Vincent Curatola, a.k.a. Johnny Sack from The Legendary Sopranos. Okay? So many unfiltered, untold stories of, like, The Sopranos cast members. So many amazing memories of James Gandolfini, the legendary Tony Soprano. I mean... It, it, it real look, I'm not a person that just says, oh, go watch my ship. I think everything I do is great. Okay. That is fucking great. I mean this. Okay. And shout out to my videographer, Ryan. He did an incredible job. Go over to YouTube. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to the Premium Pete Show and check out that Vincent Curatola, Johnny Sack episode. I promise you, if you're a fan of the Sopranos, if you're a fan of, it, it, you'll love it. Okay. I mean that. That's an episode that is really going to be timeless, and I'm excited that we did that and we created that for sure. So make sure you check that. And listen, it's still, you know, you're still, we're still in a world that's upside down, um, so I'm thankful and blessed that we put out a couple of, you know, the last couple of episodes are really good with Brian Michael Cox, The Return of Killer Mike, with uh, Grip, young artist out of Atlanta who is really making some amazing noise, Alexia. Uh, right, who is the Airbnb queen from 23 years old. I mean, listen, internets, I say this all the time. I feel like a fucking broken record sometimes. But you know what? You never know who's a new listener. And if you're a new listener, shouts to you. And if you've been with me since day one, salutes. Appreciate y'all. But you'll never know who's going to be on the Premium Pete Show. It could be an actor, an athlete, an entrepreneur, um, you know, somebody with a great story, artist. You never know. Okay, it could be for anybody from the founder of Venmo to L.O. Cool J to maybe, you know, to maybe, like I said before, to a songwriter like Brian Michael Cox or a producer or a DJ. Internets, make sure you rate, subscribe and leave a comment. A lot of people tell me, yo, Premium Pete, man, how can I support you? You know, I love all this content over the years that like you really inspire. Well, you know what? Rate, leave a comment and tell a friend and tell a friend. I appreciate you for that. Now, as I always do. Open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what you're listening to. I love when, listen, internets, I've seen someone from Napoli, Italy, okay? We had somebody the other day uh, from London, Australia, you know, um, you know, obviously in the States all around, Detroit, Chicago, Houston, uh, we, I think it was somebody from uh, Mississippi, internets. Premium Pete Show listeners around the world, I appreciate y'all, okay? And we're going to continue to put out some great episodes. And if you want to email me, if you have a suggestion, okay? If you want to see somebody that you haven't seen on the Premium Pete Show, email me, thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. Now, this week's episode is a long time coming. I can't believe I haven't sat down with this dude, the one and only Harlem Zone, okay? Homegrown. You understand? That boy smoked Dizza, okay? He speaks on growing growing the Smokers Club organically, you know, coming up with and, and doing stuff and doing songs with Nip Nipsey Hussle, Mac Miller, the journey of carrying crates for Pete Rock, to doing an album with him. Think about that. Hulk Hogan being the wrestler, the best wrestler, the greatest wrestler of all time, in his opinion, kicking it with Kanye and Calibus, writing for Sean Kingston, insight into Dame Dash's mentality, Harlem. And, and, and just this new album called Homegrown, which is really special. Internets, I want you to check it out. I promise you, okay? It, it's it's he, He's spitting some stuff on there, and there's so many features. My favorite song is the one with Cam and Jim Jones. Man, 
Okay. Well, listen, internets, okay? I got some wine to drink. I got some pizza to eat, some fresh mozzarella. I got to do some things. But I want you to get ready for this episode with the one and only, okay? I present to you this week's episode of the Premium Petro with Harlem's own, with Smokers Club's own, okay? That boy smoked Dizza on this week's episode of the Premium Petro. Let's get to it. Cheer! Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show cause milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show internet welcome back to another episode of premium pete show finally sitting down with a long time a long time affiliate long time uh uh, uh sneaker fiend long time <laughs> uh creative long time entrepreneur artist um greens he smoked it um clothes he wore it um Harlem Zone, NYC Zone, the Smoker Club Zone. It's a fact. Um, Larissa's, you know, so, so many things. The one and only um, Smoke Dizza. That's me. Yo, you know what's crazy? And we were saying this outside. I was like, damn, you know, and rest in peace uh, to our brother Combat Jack. But I said, damn, you know, it's funny how we, all these years that I've been doing on my own and I haven't sat down with you. Not It's crazy because we, we sat down at least... God knows how many yeah, times over times, the last yeah. 10 years yeah. and, and, and I, I never it, sat with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah personally. Yeah. yeah, so first of all, uh, congratulations on the new album that's out. Thank you. Homegrown. Thank you. Thank you know, you. obviously, we know what that means, but for people watching who may not know, what does homegrown mean to you? <laughs> it's crazy because I've been asking people this question so much from, from doing my, um, my series, Homegrown, Shameless mm-hmm. Plug. But um, homegrown to me is is organic, is grass rooted. It's um, homegrown. The album for me is is a healthy way for listeners to digest my music. You know, it is crazy though, and and actually, I think I'm gonna start the the show with this because just to you know, somebody like Smoke Dizza, and it's funny I'm speaking about you like you're not here. <laughs> um, you know, it's been around for a long time. And, you know, it, it's sometimes this, this game, and when I say game, is it could, could be hip-hop, could be streetwear, could be, you know, sometimes it has these days where you feel like maybe, and not saying you're thinking like this, but like maybe you feel like you're not getting the recognition that you feel no, you I, should. No, I'll be feeling that way. Because um, you are nasty. Um, you are a lyricist. Um, you know, and... and then I see a tweet the other day that really, really put things into perspective for me about Smoke Dizzle, like kind of like, and it, and it's from that boy Slater, <laughs> and, and a young artist, brother. a younger artist to recognize and say this, and this is something that we don't do enough, is to give people their flowers. I feel like sometimes we want to wait until they pass away and then go find a photo. You know, it's a little blurry, but me and Dizzle, we're cool, you know, rest in peace. You know what I mean? Like people, <laughs> this, is how, this is the world we live in. <laughs> when we should be giving people their flowers way beforehand. And Slater wrote, and I quote, he wrote, Dizza really founded the Smokers Club. 
put out 20 plus projects, got joints with Kendrick, Nip, Mac, Wiz, Rocky, Joey, and Pete Rock. He a whole living legend. <laughs> and and that shit grew legs, that tweet. And even though it's just a tweet, it's reality. Um, first off, how does that feel for a younger artist to give you your flowers? But more importantly, did it put anything into perspective? Because as you're moving and grooving, sometimes people don't think of shit like that. You know, like for you to like say, damn, I did do that. And there's nothing wrong with enough self-love because for real though, sometimes people think that like we have all the confidence. I'm sure there were some days where you're like, man, I love this shit. But sometimes like, you know, you obviously morphed into multiple things from hip hop, but you know, I'll let you tell it. But what's your thoughts on, on something like that? Um, first off, shout out to Slater. It was funny because this shit went viral. I was just laughing. Like, well, I guess people, people finally got it. But for me, I mean, you know, I never was oblivious to it. Like, I can't say I'm just playing the game and looking at the scoreboard every minute. True. Right. But, um, I know, I know what I'm doing. I, I look at my stats quite often. And and you know a lot of this shit feel like yesterday, cause a lot of these people, that that's friends of mine, that's that's here and no longer here is immortalized, mm. right? So for me being really in it, sometimes I gotta look back like, you know, when I'm saying the casual story about Nip, and they like Nip, I'm a Nipsey Hustle, you know. So it's like it's kind of crazy because you know. That was my man. <laughs> so, rest in peace to the late great Nipsey Hussle. But, for sure. But how how did how did you even meet Nip? I met Nip in like '04 in LA. Um, maybe it was a little after '04. But um, Johnny Shipes. Shout to Johnny Shipes. Johnny Shipes actually. Uh, Shipes is a gold miner. That's what I call him because he oh he knows how to find gold mm. in artists. And um, the same way he found me, he found Nip, yep. he found Crit, yep. he found Joey Badass, yep. you know, he found Mick Jenkins. So you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of artists that he's he's planted that that bloomed way further than the eyes could see. So Nip was one of those guys. I remember going out to L.A. with Shipes to meet Big U, mm. and, uh, Big U. And, and meet Nip and um. Steve Lobel. Yep. Shouts to Lobel. Um, we work. Yeah, that's my guy. I feel like uh, Felly Fell oh, okay. was the, the one the, that he put- He that first point, right? Yeah. He was the one that put Johnny on the Nipsey. Yeah, yeah. I was in the room when that happened, because uh, we was we was working on Sean Kingston at the time, and Felly was breaking a lot of Sean records, and he was, you know, Johnny was always- He's always looking for the homegrown artists. He's always looking for the hometown heroes or the ones that he feel is the diamond in the rough in a particular city. And he'll fly to that city to go meet that artist to see how they live in. That's just how he does. Um, so I went with him and we met with Nip. And Nip was special from the first time we met him. Like, we already knew what that was going to be. Um, and Nip already knew what he was going to be before he even became sure. what he was. He would speak about this shit. 10, 15 years ago about what's happening right now. So I'm not nowhere the least surprised that you could you could speak of Tupac and speak of Nipsey in the same breath. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so shit like that. You know, when, when, when you think about doing a track with Nip, 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and and especially for New York dudes, like, and not saying you in particular, but you know how sometimes like some dudes ain't that vocal of like wanting to do it. Or like, he ain't say nothing. And then sometimes things don't get done because of assumptions. Because, you know, the most famous thing in hip hop is like, <laughs> Let's work. Let's do something. What, what, what's the line I'm looking for? Like, let's let's get in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and a lot of that sometimes shit is a just, lot of that should be just, just rapper shit. Yeah, rapper just talk. just like like oh, yeah, we gonna get one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it never happens. It never happens. <laughs> how, how did that happen for you to do something with him? Like he he was eager to do that, or that was something that I you mean, brought we, up. Or? We came up together, so it was like we ain't really have much much outside of what we had. You know, like we had it was it was the mixtape era. So you know what I mean sure. it was really based on what mixtape she was on. Um and like I said like we we both came up on some grassroots shit from the beginning. So us doing records like Black Superman mm. and Kilo on my neck and remember <laughs> those days and you know all the records that we got was all organic shit and a lot of shit I'm gonna come clean Nip would Nip had hundreds of records in the early and he will have some records where he'll do a verse and do a hook and it'll just be dormant. And he'll be like, Yeah, you can fuck yeah, take that. That's you. Mm. So it was a lot of it was a lot of that. Like, um, what's the name of that shit that uh fifteen hundred or nothing did? Just another day. Okay. That was one of my favorite records, and he never finished it. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, what you doing with that? He like, cause the shoe. Take yo, that. Yo, 15, so that was what it was, you know what I mean? Fifteen hundred or nothing, man. Yeah, First of all, I got amazing. I got turned on to them uh, by uh Just Blaze. And because uh, Just Blaze used them uh, a couple of times. Just is my God. Shout uh, out to Just. Um, you know, also, uh, talented. Yeah, talented. talented, talented. talented. Super I, I talented. Love, I love their production. You know, so, 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 uh, damn, man. You know, think about how crazy. Yeah, you know, the only thing I hate about life sometimes is when we talk about certain artists and you realize so many are gone. I forgot who I was talking with one time and we started mentioning people and every one of them was gone. It's crazy. Um, you know, what would you say is is the similarities when we move over to like Mac Miller? Like, what was the first time you met him? Um, what was his approach or, or or that camaraderie that you had to really, you know? See, now, I met Mac a little later. I met Mac in the early stages of the internet era for all of us. Before they kind of boxed us up and said, this is weed rap or whatever yeah, yeah. they was trying to, you know, say. Which I didn't. I don't take offensive now. Before, you know, it took me a little while to warm up to that tag because I always knew I had more than just that. But um, with Mac, uh, Mac was a fan. And um, I was a fan of his as well. Sure. And I got I got a text from Arthur Pitt. Shout out to Arthur mm. Pitt. And he was like, yo, bro, um, Mac is, we bringing Mac to New York. And um, he wanna he wanna lock in with you. He wanna do some shit. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And immediately, my first five minutes talking to Mac, he was like, yeah, man, I love Harlem, man. My favorite rapper is Big L. <laughs> and I just smiled ear to ear because I'm just like, what you know about Big L? And that's how we clicked. And then you know, even even when he became the Mac Miller, right? He was still reaching out and he was still, you know, when he got into the production phase, he was sending me beats. If I was in LA and he was around, I was at the crib. We was cutting records. He had a, a, a rap camp, so to speak, at his crib where all the rappers would be there. I feel like one of the last times I was with him, it was me, him, Absol, Dash, Gams. It was a mm-hmm. bunch of us, you know what I mean? And um, 
Chuck English. Chuck it was, English. It was actually uh, I was doing Rock the Bells. I feel like it was either Easter or Thanksgiving. It was one of the, one of those holidays where, you know, I was away from the family and Mac was like, yo, come to the crib. And I had people with me. He was like, nah, bring them. I think we ended up sleeping over there. We ate. We recorded. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so he made me feel at Pancakes home, away from home. You know? And we both are not from LA, but just the fact that he had the crib out there and, you know, his doors was always open. That says a lot. Rest in peace to yeah, damn. I hate. I, I say hey, rest I, in love to my brother to, to Mac Miller. You know, um, I mean, there's so many ways to go, but let's go back. Let's go back a little because you know we never sat down. Me and you, um, you know, smoke Dizza. How, how did that even? Obviously, smoke got something to do. But how did you even come up with that? And have you spoke? What were the other names that you had before then that that you were gonna go with? I never had no other name other than Smoke. Um, funny shit, Smoke. The name Smoke didn't come from from weed. Okay, initially. See, right away I'm thinking that, but yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's funny because a lot of people that know me when I was younger will tell this story way better than me. But um, I I I got into that whole culture from Friday from the movie okay. Friday, and I loved the character Smokey that Chris Tucker played. Mm-hmm. And at first, my name was Smoke Dog. <laughs> right from from smoke dog yeah, baby yeah. remember that shit so I was like alright fuck it I'm smoke dog I'm smoky whatever and um around the era when Snoop came out with the whole for shizzle my nizzle slang the dog turned into dizzle mm. and the spelling of it came from my admiration for Wu Tang okay, and I like felt Jizza like Rizza. right okay. and it'd just be an easy way for them to to sure. to get my name and say it the right way because I felt like D I Z Z A looked like pizza it just didn't look right. Just wasn't like the spelling just wasn't right. I felt like it was more hip hop naming it, or at least going with the whole abbreviation how Jizza and, and the Rizza got. Being that I'm not from Staten Island, I know they would equate me with hip hop. Sure, sure. From that name. So um, once I started smoking weed, like later on in my teenage years, that's when it, it came a little more synonymous for Smoke Dizza to be attached with weed. Um, so did you like the way it sounded? Nah, I mean I always got teased. Because like, I'll be honest with you, I think it. There's certain things that fit. I think it personally fits, meaning the way it flows, you know. But then again, you know, it, it, it's it's almost like asking somebody who is in radio, do you like your voice? You know how many times if you ask, I hated my voice too. See, see, see what I'm saying. Yeah. But meanwhile, people don't realize other people all <clears> around <throat> the world find this as something that they admire. Some people say I have the greatest rap voice ever, mm. and it's hilarious to me. But why do you hate it? Well, I used to hate okay, it. Okay, why did you? Why, yeah, because it was high pitch. Okay, it was like you know, like Superfly, like and you know, I ain't really. It was only high pitch because I was so excited, you know, like and that that'll even be like when I was performing ten years ago. If you see my performances ten years ago and my movement where I was pretty awkward and screaming. And then you see my performances now where I'm tuned and well oiled and it sounds like the record when I'm performing. I study breath control and I learn how to elevate my voice and not tire myself out. Cause when you ah screaming, yeah, you wind it. You can't even get through the record. They, the people is not even enjoying the record as much as you giving all that energy and you're screaming and you're yelling and I, and it's not connecting. And I I used to have a problem with that. I feel like I got better from being around people that was better than me performing. Mm, like mm. Crit, 
like mm. Currency, like Method Man, like Wiz. Like these is the people that I started touring with at the beginning of my touring career. So I had the the blueprint to learn from greats. Mm. I was the wackest one when it comes to performing in my eyes. Um, but 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 study studied under the studied, Sean, Sean Price used to say studied study under the understudy. I forgot how he used to say that <laughs> shit. First of all, internet. Uh, shout out to Sabino and the Panini Shop. We're up in the headquarters right now, and we're in Brooklyn. And the reason why you could tell that for us, if you heard that horn, motherfuckers in Brooklyn keep their hand, yeah, on, that keep horn hand on the horn all day long. The light probably just turned green, to be honest. <laughs> but um, you know, I like that you say that. You know, and I actually even to take it a step further. You know, an artist, especially a hip-hop artist, how, how, all these years, how has the studio life been for you, The all the different hours? Like, there's some people I speak, I, I, you know, I've sat down with a lot of people. Sometimes there's actually artists that'll do, like, regular day job studios, and then there's people that'll walk in all fucking night. You know, it's a crazy hours. If you're a family guy, you know, you come home 5, 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, you're in the studio I've been night. in the doghouse for two years, so yeah. I'm... I'm my shit is in the shitter. But what I'm saying is, rap. how, how, but. how, you know, hip hop sometimes it bothers me how people try to portray certain things, like meaning like they're so critical, but in other genres, it's not like that. You know, it's like I always make this joke, like Barry Manilow, like this dude's like 80 something, he's still touring. People going to his concert, they're not like, yo, this dude's not relevant anymore. They're not talking about what he has done or what he, or, you know, I feel like they want to take you. Longevity is very rare in this game. So when you see it, you love it. You need to look at Raekwon and Ghostface. Twenty was that 20, 20 years on a, a purple table? Twenty five years? 20, it was just, yeah, something I think like it was that. twenty recently. Mm -hmm. But even like Smith and West in twenty five, you know, Duck Down. Um, you know, you think about man, Ice Cube. When you think about Snoop and all like longevity is supposed to. Even look at Jay Z, fifty year old rapper. I mean, can we see him with a gray fro rapping? Hmm. But what's the problem if it is? Hmm. So I don't know if you feel this way, but meaning like, I feel like in hip hop, it's like people are so opinionated and these artists, meaning yourself, put in so much work. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 it's no, not really it. a question. It's just- I mean, us as artists, we, some of us, we put expiration dates on ourselves, right? So they say it's a young man's game. I would say rap and basketball is parallel to each other because mm. basketball players retire be, yeah. around the same time yeah. rappers retire. And basketball players but does that rappers? mean that they really stop playing basketball? Mm. They just stop playing basketball under the lights. They still doing different things to stay in shape. Sure. Some of them do. Most of them do because that's just the love that they have for the sport, sure. right? Some of them so, coach. Right. So with rap, I feel like, you know, at some point, at some point, you want to stop rapping full time, like rapping because you have to rap or because you feel like you have an obligation to your fans to to live something out or not even live something out to finish sure, the sure. job, sure. so to speak. Like, that's how I feel right now. Like, I'm finishing the job. I'm not saying I don't want to rap anymore because obviously I love this shit. I'm going to rap whether of I'm selling this shit or whether I'm just rapping in my sure. own comfort. But at the end of the day, it's other things that I want to do. And I have other short-term goals yeah, that and, I want to tackle. And you have been doing, I think, and that's one thing too that I love to see, not only from you just in hip hop, is entrepreneurship. And 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 I always tell people, I make this uh, comment, like when you keep the water running, like the, the hip hop is what has kept the water running, but look at the Smokers Club and look at these other projects you're working on and all this. And that all comes from the realm 
of what you created. And it should be that way. It shouldn't be only music, right? You shouldn't only be living off of streaming and uh, 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 touring, right? It should be living off of like, you know, the entrepreneurship, the bill, maybe the property you bought, or maybe like, that's the thing I love, like fly shit is not only how we look, right? Or how we're doing, you know, hmm. when we talk about d these different artists and hip hop and being a young, young man game, how many years is it for you? Is it 15, 20? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm 36. I hate saying how long I've been in this because it feel it make me <laughs> look like I'm older than what I am. So I'm 36. I've been doing this at a professional level for the last 15 years. I've been rapping since I was 16, but you know. A desert at 16, who was his inspirations? The same inspirations right now. The locks. Um, Big L. Big L. Dipset, Biggie, Jay Z. Mm. Never and I and I become friends with a lot of the guys on that list. True, which is crazy. Which is crazy for the sixteen for the year young, old smoke sixteen Dizzle year old smoke Dizzle, to be yeah. looking up like, wow, like I could really call Cam, I could really call Jim, I could really call the Locks, I could really get them to show up. Well, Cam They'll is, call Cam, me for shit. Cam is uh, talking some stupid shit on his homegrown, right? He's going crazy. Okay, Jim is going crazy. He's crazy. But the way Cam was uh, uh, changing his cadence, um, I mean, this homegrown is something special. I mean, we'll get to that soon, but let's run down the features real quick, just 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 alone. Wiz is on it. First of all, that song is like a happy go feel. Uh, That's uh, our old to the blog era. Yep. To me, that's a happy. Uh, 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 I love happy hip hop sometimes, where it's like, kind of like you don't have to. Where it's be not all, corny, yeah, yeah, but it feels good. Yeah, and it's I like feel that. good hip hop. Yeah. Some shit I need, where it's like it get you so riled up, you may, you know, you may want to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then there's some shit that makes you feel good. Um, but let's go over the features. Here. We got Wiz, Cam, Jim Jones, uh, Slater. Um, currency, will a uh, currency? Uh, Big crit. Isn't uh, is Will Kellen now? Or no, no? Oh, Abby. Not uh, on this one. Not, she's not. She's on not this that one. one. Um, I feel like there was a song with her. You didn't you do a song? I with? did. That's, okay, that's, but for that's her not record. for homegrown. That's okay, for okay. her record. My bad. Okay, mm -hmm. I switched mm -hmm. that up. Um, who else? Nemlo. Okay. Burner. Dom Kennedy. J three o five. Um, Tish Hyman. Um, I mean, listen. We'll get the homegrown yeah. <laughs> soon. We'll get the homegrown soon. You know, for Smoke Dizza fans and people really just learning about you, because there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you grew up in Harlem, and 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 mom and pops. You grew up mm -hmm. now. What do moms do? My mom was a home attendant. Okay, and and pops. And my dad was a security guard. Okay, how how, how was that growing up? Like meaning like, because you, I want to start with even just like. Like growing up and, 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 you know, even being a, you know, Harlem, like you got to get right. You know, Harlem got to get fresh. And, you know, we're both in that sneaker fiend world. Mm -hmm. So we understand what it is to one, try to get a pair of kicks to then when you get older and rock pair of kicks. I mean, it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. People wind up going crazy because they couldn't go crazy when they were younger. But not only sneakers, like how, how was it growing up, mom and pops and, like the young smoke dizzle life. Well, well, not even smoke dizzle, but meaning, you know. I mean, I had structure. Um, I went to private school. Mm. How was my, that? It was good. Um, my parents is uh, they're Islanders, so they're from Guyana. Okay, so, nice. You know, it was a lot of the West Indian culture instilled in me. 
Um, what about music in the house? Music, my pops would play everything. Wow. I feel like my my beat selection is because of my pops, because he would play shit like Otis Redding and fucking Sparrow, and Sad. then he'll end up playing Al Green and you know fucking <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Like he just always had these soul samples and and different shit that he would mix in, playing Calypso. Like, and I hated it growing up. Because he will always play music. He could only play music on the weekends because those are the only times where he was home to play sure, music. Sure, sure. Um, he had a big, big setup. Like, you know, he would DJ in the house just for me, my mother, and my sister. But She was a club. In right. It. But at the same time, you know, it was going over my Saturday morning wrestling. So I didn't really care. Oh, I, I didn't really much. care to listen to what he was trying to do because I'm trying to watch wrestling. But in hindsight, subliminally... It influenced my palette of music. So mm. some certain beats that I hear, I think of I think of him. You know, like even beats on the album, like like uh one four three. That is some shit that my pops would have played. Who who is Static got a couple of joints on here? Static got two joints on here. Who, who else produced? Uh, on one one eighty third. Okay. Um who else? Uh Sap. Um, chasing cash. Shouts to chasing um, cash. Yo, the, the 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 beat selection sounds beautiful. Yeah, you know, I always always feel like I like to think that I pick great beats. I feel like that's a strength. I mean, in, the Pete Rock joint, the Pete Rock uh, album. That's an all star game. No, but you that, know I mean, that's that, like that, even my man Isaiah was saying, like, yo, the beats on there. It was good beats. It yeah. was good beats and great raps. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like Pete could give anybody a good beat because he's Pete Rock. But what are you going to do on the beats is what's next. I feel like Don't Smoke Rock is special because I matched up my beats, my my raps to his beats. I don't want, I don't want, to, I don't want to lose where we, we were with Pops, but uh, how, how, does, how does that even happen where Smoke Dizza comes together with the legendary producer Pete Rock? Like... And 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 so real. And I, I spoke to uh, I speak to Pete Rock. Uh, Pete Rock is a a sneaker fiend, a co- a comic fiend, mm-hmm. a, a, a ill producer, a foodie. Like yo, mm-hmm. Pete Rock is an old school movie guy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but just a great individual. But how does that come about? You know, because some of this shit is not like always planned. You know what I mean? I mean, it's the most homegrown. Not even time. Pun intended, but no pun intended. It's the most homegrown story how I met Pete. I met Pete through Shipes. Uh, Shipes always had, like I said, he's a gold miner, and he's also one of those lucky fools. So he'll, at the beginning of his career, when he had no track record in managing people, he was managing these big acts. And Pete Rock was one of the acts that he got to manage for a brief time early. And um, I was... Young enough to not be able to go into the club. And Pete let me carry his crates to get mm. in the club. Mm. And he gave me some bread at the end of the, the night. classic days. Right. So those was the days. That's how long I knew him. Now, fast forward, I never told Pete I rapped. I never forced my rap career on Pete. I was rapping at that time. I was rapping after that. I would always see him around. It was just like, you know, this Pete. We just smoke weed, talk shit. Never knew I rapped. I think um, he heard a record on Shade 45 that they played, um, Dear Summer. Uh, it was a freestyle I did over a Flying Lotus beat. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Fly Low. Um, and he hit me like, nigga, 
You're fucking smoke Dizza. <laughs> <laughs> like you never told me you rap, boy. Like, yo, I wanna hop on that joint. And then um an opportunity came where Flex was doing a mixtape, the tunnel shit. Chouse to Flex. And Flex, luck of the draw, gave me a Pete Rock beat. And I was like, oh yeah, Pete's my man. And Pete found out that it was me and we worked on that record. And then after that record, he kept saying, yo, we got to do a whole tape. We got to do a whole tape. And that's rare too for Pete Rock too, right? You know what I mean? Think about it, you know, too. It is. To, it to, is. To, to, it took a little while yeah. for us to get to the tape. But when he called me like, all right, yo, I'm ready. He was dead ass ready. And we was in the studio every day. I mean, listen, yeah. the journey is young, but it's still, it's been, a, it's it, you know, I tell people this all the time. They don't realize when you're living your own life of like how much shit you've done, you know? Like even you, I look at it like you grew up a wrestling fan, right? You met wrestlers. Even me, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up a, 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 a mob movie fan. I grew up a hip hop fan. I grew up a streetwear fan. And I'm literally like great phone calls away from anybody. And I, I don't take that for granted. I'm like, yo, this, you know, that shit feels like, sometimes shit, you know, I grew up watching The Sopranos. I was at this dude, Paulie Walnut's house. You I know heard, what I mean? I heard. Like, it's like, I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? This is what it is. It's like, I'm ready to go. But, you know, when you think of Pete Rock and Smoke, there's a, that project. Internet, if you've never seen that project before, seen it, uh, listen to it, uh, watch it, okay? It's official. The beat selection is crazy. Like, do a little road trip with that. Uh, put that on six hours. You won't even realize uh, it was going. You know, I, I want to step away from the music shift for a second. Since I forget how much, which is crazy, uh, of a wrestling fan you are. Who's the greatest wrestler of all time? Hulk Hogan. Okay, why? Because he made wrestling the same way Michael Jordan made basketball. The same way Wayne Gretzky made hockey, hockey popular. Yeah. The same way, um, fuck, Emmett, nah, I can't even say that. Bo Jackson. Yeah. In the eighties. Um you know, you think about it, ripping the shirt off, Hulkamania, Hulkster. Vitamins. Uh, vitamins, um, um, the smack talk, the mm -hmm. leg drop, mm -hmm. the bandana. The hulking up. The yeah, the mm -hmm. the you know, it's funny because I was a <clears throat> tremendous wrestling fan when I was younger. Um Andre the Giant, Nikolai, Nikolai yeah, like Volkov, Volkov, Brutus the Beefcake, mm -hmm. uh, Barbara J Jake the Snake. Mm -hmm. I used to have all the, the ring mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm, rubber mm -hmm, figures. Mm -hmm. I, I found still, them, actually. I still got like 300 of those. Yeah. I got paint on all of them. Like If you hit them together too much, um, <laughs> you, you know, classic. But That's the error, bro. The crazy, crazy thing is those shits were so pause, but those shits were so hard. Like if you, you threw them play, at somebody, you, play you could hurt those somebody. Yeah. yeah, those are weapons. Those are brass knuckles. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Hulk Hogan, man. You know, you ever get a chance to meet him? A few times. Really? A few times. It's cool as a motherfucker. You know, that's, that's crazy. I forget, even you and you and Wale have been at right a lot of WrestleMania. Shout right? out to Wale. Wale took me to my first WrestleMania where I sat ringside. Yeah, ringside. I seen that. I seen right. that on so, uh, IG. And so he How does that happen? He he's just got connections with the he's friends with like, world renowned Wale. He's, he's yeah, but he's friends with artists. all these uh what's this guy's name? I don't know the newer wrestlers. Coffee uh, uh, Kofi Kingston, Big yeah. E. That that's Big E is the homie too. Yeah, yeah. Um he actually tweeted the album. Shout out to Biggie. Yep. But um, Wale, funny shit. Me and Wale got cool from arguing off wrestling, right? About who who did it first in rap. That was that was our petty argument. 
and Peter Rosenberg was the one that put us together in group text. Funny rap story, right? So from then we start to see how much alike we are, and um, you know, we 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 build the bond. And he was like, "Yo, next year at WrestleMania, we gonna be saying Front Row Slam. Trust me, you just come, Mama. I got it." And I was just like, "All right, whatever." And Tom came and he texted me the ticket, like. Look, see, that's well, man. And I've been front row ever since because I I nurtured my relationship with WWE from Wale. Wale was the one that actually introduced me to Neil. Shout out to Neil Lowey, um, the head of talent for WWE. Um, but um, they always take care of me first class anytime I'm there. And so. I'm glad they get it too, because sometimes yeah. people don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, but when we think about even even your music. You think about how it has grown over the years and the style of it. We're talking about life, wrestling, like shit you love. Like if you think about it, you're literally just telling people my life, your life, right? You know, um, I say this to a lot of people, but you've been around for a minute in the game, and I say this only because sometimes people feel the same. You ever feel like it was moments where you just like wanted to give up this shit, bro? And do you remember, like, people either... I remember the conversations I had and who I had them with and a lot of people that might have um, motivated me that didn't know that they was motivating me at a time where the business um, was had me in the ringer. Because, you know, I never get tired of rapping. And I never get tired of putting the music out. But what I do get tired of is the business. I don't I don't like the the business yeah. aspect of 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 rap. I feel like um it could be strenuous at times, it could be unfair at times. Um and it was a learning curve. It was a lot of learning that that I had to endure to actually be able to cope with it. But in those times, it had me ready to quit. Not to say that I was actually going to quit. But you were frustrated. But it, I was frustrated enough to say, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? And and the hatred of the business at times will, will take away the fun of the art. Mm. You know, it makes it feel like work. That may need to be on a t-shirt the way uh, you yeah. said that. That was like a, a quote. <laughs> you know, um, the industry sometimes, you know, I forgot who said this. said, I love music. I hate the music industry. Yeah. Um, but I do think, and you know, that we are heading to a more freer place uh, for artists. Um, you know, sometimes he, I mean, Kanye is a weird motherfucker, but some That's of the shit, guy. some he's... of the shit he's saying. No, I say weird, and I don't mean that versus what he's going through because everyone has problems, and I'm not knocking any of that. Um, he's making a lot of sense. I feel where he's saying all this shit mm-hmm. could send artists to a better world. Like, why are we? Not we. Let me say, why? Why is why are people taking advances? Like it's why is it not like a regular loan, right? Right? right why? Like think about it. The system is 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 designed for 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 the record, the music industry to gain, um, and for you to owe, or for you to be owned. Um, you know, I think it's become so more independent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could do things you like more now and, and, and people flock to it and you could tweet out things and people could support things and you don't need to rely on things like that anymore. And I don't, you know, and, and I guess you express with Kanye, but I feel like where he's going with it, he's making a lot of sense. It's just that 
because of everything going on with the Trump and slavery is a choice. People aren't listening to him. But I do believe that the industry can get to a, a, a better place for the artist. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a DIY approach. Yep. More of a do-it-yourself yep. type yep. thing, so anybody could do it. Yep. Um, everybody's at the everybody's at your fingertips at this point. You can reach out to whoever. Um I think I think what he's talking about has been our narrative for 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 some time. When I say our, I'm talking about guys like me, guys like Dom Kennedy, you know, um, that was actually pushing the whole independent True. factor of actually owning your shit and being able to dictate your own dates and, and shit like that. But um, you know, he's a way bigger artist. So obviously, you know, a lot of other people will listen. He's made a lot of money for a lot of yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. So um his voice is big enough to be the change. The funny shit um, is he's like, yo, I'm giving back all these good uh, you know, the uh, good music uh Artist there, um, like even doing that, I that's mean, that's admirable. I mean, yeah. that's that's admirable because he doesn't have to do that, you yeah. know what I mean. But if you want to change, you got to be the change that you want to sure. see, sure, so sure. I mean, you know, he's yeah. he's definitely a game changer as far mm -hmm. as uh, now, you where, where did you even meet Kanye? Um, I met Kanye in Calabasas at um, he actually uh, executive but produced this movie that that I was a part of. Oh, that Dame uh, did yeah. too. What was it called? On the Rock. Okay. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah. Shouts to Dame. We'll get to Dame soon. Mm -hmm. Yo, you know what I want to tell you? Uh explain to me a Brooklyn cat. What the fuck is Calabasas? I know it's California, but break it's, it what is it's it? It's a rich part of rich part of Cal uh, of Los Angeles. Mm. Um who like similar what, to, to what, what I, I want to say there? doctors, lawyers, yeah, ball players, television. television, I guess actress, actors. I mean, you know, it's like a Beverly Hills or like you they know, got no chopped cheese in Calabasas. I I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It's, it's probably um Airwan. Yeah, yeah, Airwan over there. Air Shout fry. out to Airwan. Um, yeah, with air fry, stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah. but uh, all right, all right. Let's uh, you know what. Let's take a quick break. We're sitting here with the one and only Smoke Dizza, Harlem Zone. Homegrown is out now. Go stream it. Go really? buy it. Um, any vinyl? Yeah, I got vinyl. I got vinyl for everything right now. Go on um, go on my Instagram. Check the link in my bio. I hate to sound like that because it's like, no, no, check no, the link yeah, in my yeah. bio. But um, I, I can't really call out the shit. But go to the Homegrown store, homegrownnewyork.com. You can get the Homegrown vinyl there. But, um, you know. Spend some money with me, man. I got a whole bunch of vinyl flowing out there. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yo, check this out, man. It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, the head nigga in charge, HNIC. You know what I'm saying? Repping at Queens, New York. Chilling, man, right now, man. Just kicking it, you know what I mean, with my homie, Premium Pete. And this is the Premium Pete show. Keep it locked right here. Don't go nowhere. Real shit, one. Internet, you don't have to wait until November 3rd to cast your ballot. Be an October voter. In most states, you can vote early in October. Request your mail ballot, return your completed mail ballot in the mail or in person, or vote at an early voting location. There's no time to waste. Treat every day like election day to make sure all voices are heard. Make a plan to vote. Be an October voter. Now I want you to visit andstillivote.org. Again, that's andstillivote.org to join the fight for voting rights today. Internet, the world needs us. Change is needed. 
So let's go out and vote today. Internets, I already told you, and I'm going to tell you again. This election is one of the most critical times in history to make our voices heard and accounted for. Decision makers nationwide are passing laws to make it harder to cast a ballot in person. Don't let this stop you from making a plan to vote in person and reporting problems at the polls. They will not silence us. If you are not sure that you are registered to vote or experience problems getting to cast your vote in person, I want you to call the Election Protection Hotline. You heard that? The Election Protection Hotline at 866-OUR-VOTE. Again, that's 866-OUR-VOTE. I want you to use your voice to reimagine public safety and encourage meaningful police accountability legislation pledge to vote, to hold decision makers accountable. Now I want you to visit andstillivote.org forward slash pledge to vote. Again, I want you to visit andstillivote.org forward slash pledge to vote. Visit that and get out today and let's make a change. Let's change this world. It needs us more than ever. It needs us to vote today. Go vote, Internets. And now, let's get back to the show. Cheer. Internets, and we're back sitting here with the one and only Smoke Dizza. Harlem's own, homegrown's out now. Cinematic. Shouts to Johnny Shipes. Comb your fucking hair. Um, <laughs> yo, yo, he wakes up, man. He's got the rooster fucking. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Johnny Shipes, you and him have this very great, like, relationship that is like so it's like kind of like stepbrothers that's my brother man my mother calls him her son his mother calls me as her son he's a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) so i wouldn't have it no other way but to be hustling with my brother so yeah man he's uh it's funny when you say something like he's like one of those guys that uh, you say diamond in the rough I He's can a see, gold miner. I can see this fuck with a with one of those lights on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it too. You know, like, with like, a fucking hairbrain like, scheme yeah, like, of how he could find it. Find, like, yeah. In a tunnel. But he a, fucking finds it, man. You know, it I like I I like doing stuff like this for, for certain people. You know, you have a great relationship, you and him. You know, I'm sure you tell him, but sometimes you don't get to hear um, you know, like the, the when when you when you first think of Johnny Shy, it's like Throughout the years of you doing things, like what would you say about him? You know, no, nah, I love that guy. I mean, it's the evolution of Johnny Shipes to know him is to love him. He's fucking crazy. He's been crazy. He's been crazier. But in his in his older days, right now, he's a fucking polished, successful music executive mm. that's actually done something in this shit and put bloodlines of people on. You know what mm. I mean? Um. He was a he was the person that introduced me to the game in real time. If anybody could take that credit, it's him. You know mm. what I mean? Um, as far as teaching me while we both was learning, you know, because we both play different angles in this shit. Me being an artist and him being an executive, you know, it's peanut butter and jelly. But at the same time, we didn't have anybody that was teaching us how to be those people. We were teaching ourselves. It's powerful. Yeah. You know, um, with Smokers Club, explain for people who may not know, what is, what is Smokers Club? Who's involved in it? And, and how did it even get started? And um, Smokers Club is um, myself, Johnny Shipes, Shipes Bubs. Um, it was started on the roof 
on 23rd Street and Johnny's old apartment building. Um, it was actually me, Steve, Steve, Steve O, um, Johnny, and and uh, and Shice and a, and, a f- and a few other people that was around at the time when it, when it first happened. Um, we actually started it as a show in mm-hmm. South by Southwest, um, and the show was so successful that we routed a tour. Sure. The name alone sounds like great. Like when yeah. you think about it, like the Smokers Club. Everybody, everybody in our crew tried to take credit of who made the name, but I made the name. Yeah. Stop playing around in tonight. But, but whatever. But um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I came up with the name, niggas. You know, um, now will it or has it turned into a brand of? Because I feel like I've seen stuff. I you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but will it turn into a product, or is it already a product that will be sold in? Dispensaries, or because I feel like I've seen some stuff, but that I don't was know. the Italian in you that just came out. Dispensaries, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Dispensaries, pr- pr- pronounce all <laughs> Um, yeah, we working on. I seen, didn't you do a, a yeah? We working a tray on compliance, with cookies, right? yeah, yeah. We did or that a shredder. Yeah, no, we did a tray. We did a glow tray. Um, shouts to cookies, shouts cookies, to burner, cookies and and runs. We all got trays. But, shouts um, to uh, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to LB. Yep. Um, but yeah, we working on compliance. We actually working. On opening two stores, um, starting in Michigan, and and and, and uh, Michigan and Colorado. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit, say. Detroit is full fledged right now. Mm-hmm. But think about that. Like, imagine, and whoever's listening or watching, the Smokers Club. How beautiful that sounds. Like, like if somebody said, like, Yo, where you at? I'm at the Smokers Club. Oh no, it's happening. It's really a thing that's that's definitely happening. Um. Our company is 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 definitely rising as far as you know in the cannabis world. Um, our merch is doing really well. Yep. And you know, once we really get through all the groundwork and, and getting the compliancy, you know, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. Once we could really have a, a pack that says Smokers Club and we can't get in trouble. Yeah. Because it's not black market. So you know, when we when we go back to uh mom and dad. And the influence they had on you. And then we sit back and we think, we say, when did mom and dad believe that you were um, really real with this shit? When I started making some money. Okay. That always happens, right? Yeah, because I mean, cause they, other than that, it's, it's fake. It's yeah, fake because news. they don't believe it. They didn't give a fuck. I feel like it was a, it was a combination. It was me making money and it was them actually seeing something that I made the money off that other people could tell them about. So they started to believe in in my passion and what I was doing and leaving me alone while doing it when I was writing for Sean. So having my name in the credits and actually getting checks from Sony that was coming to the crib, that's still coming to the crib right now that my mom will call me like, you got a big envelope from Sony and she knows it's a check. You talking about uh, Big Sean? Sean Kingston. Oh, Sean Kingston, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Sean Kingston. Um, so from there- What songs the, What songs uh, did you uh, have? Uh... I, wrote, I wrote the intro. I wrote Kingston. I wrote um, Colors. Mm. I wrote- um, Take you there, I think. I I, I don't want to get off. To, where were we before we were we, we were talking about? Uh, talking about my parents. Believing. Okay, your parents, but actually, 
how different is that from being a writer for yourself versus being a writer for someone else? Is there no difference in your, in, you know? Big difference. Because, I mean, I was like, was, I don't want to say ago, I was right? set up to, yeah, that was eons ago. Shout out to Sean. And when I say, you know, I, I wrote for him. It's not in a disrespectful way because yeah, no, no. I don't never wanted to. Because people hear shit yeah, like yeah. that and they you take it just in a whole. Now, I contributed to his excellence because at the end of the day, he had to deliver that shit. He wrote his own hooks and everything wasn't niggas writing for him. Like he did his own penmanship too. But he was sixteen at the time. I was a little older. Yo, there's so an, I gave him help. There's another thing that I hate about hip hop. Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Lionel Richie wrote for Kenny Rogers. Mm -hmm. Kenny Rogers wrote mm -hmm. something for him. Mm -hmm. Nobody's over here abusing anybody. It's an honor. That's another thing, man. But this is, like I said, it's like basketball. Because at the end of the day, just because, you know, I may be popping in a league and I got a brother, my brother will get that seniority just because I'm popping and not because he's good. And that's sure. how people look at hip-hop. So me doing that shit... With Sean, Sean is a whole nother genre. His shit wasn't just rap. It was rap and it was reggae. So that was sure. like, that was, for me, it was a it was a test. And it was Bieber fans, too. And it was Bieber fans, because him and Bieber was cool yeah. at the time. And, you know, working with Sean is where I met Tori. I met Tori early in the game. Like, Tori was signed to Sean at one point in time in life. Or was courted for Sean to be signed. I don't know what the contractual obligations or what if it ever was. Sure. But that's how I met him through that. So this is the type of music that Sean was was kind of sprouting at the beginning. Like, and he's still a mega star at the end of the day. Maybe you know in the states it might have simmered down a little bit, but he's still getting money and his streaming yeah. numbers are still high. You know what I mean? So people are still tuned in, and clearly I'm still eating off it. So some, you know, I found out something about Sean Kings. I was with him, me and Steve Webell and him. Steve Webell was brought him on tour. He used to manage him at one point in time. Um, he actually calls Steve his father mm -hmm. um, because he feels growing up, like, mm -hmm. you know, Steve really uh, helped him. Um, I didn't know he could spit. I was with rap. him. and he and freestyle yeah, too. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he was, uh, I was like, oh, okay, wow. Because my daughter, you know, uh, she was at the time, like, she was like, loved the, him and Bieber. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a younger kid. Mm -hmm. Um so you look at an artist as one point in view, but there's a lot of people who do different things. Like people see Smoke Dizzard. I mean, I didn't realize that he contributed here, helped produce here. You know, even like fun fact too, MC Shan, I didn't know until later on that he produced uh, Snow's uh, record, Informa. Mm. So people look at MC Informa. Shan. Informa? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't know. Oh, that's crazy. Which is, which is like... 30 times platinum. I'm going to tell you why. Because it was platinum already. And then uh, uh, they did a Spanish remix to it with uh, uh, Bad Bunny, I think, and um, somebody else. Like Khan. It was, they remixed it. But mm. it was the same style. Same style. I, I, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And, and that just threw it through the roof. Nice. So we talk about checks in the mail. You know, um, and, 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 you know. It, it, it's amazing when you contribute work to some of your art and you see how it, you know, and there's nothing wrong with stepping out, you know? Even like, I, I'll give example, even like, uh, you know, his family, Melk D from Audio 2, did top billing. He used to tell me all the time that when he go to labels, they say he, he had a high-pitched voice. They, they said he sounded like a girl, that he wasn't good. Just from top billing alone, I think that sample is like 292 cleared samples. And some of them are tremendous. Mary J, Real Love, mm. um, 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 50, I Get Money, mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, I got five on it. Um, even, even to the sense of where I learned about music um, with uh, Otis, where it says, Yay is chilling. Jay is chilling. What more can I say? That's, We're killing them. Mm -hmm. Even that. The cadence. They get, they mm -hmm. get a piece of. Um, it's important for artists to know that, to learn that, because mm -hmm. you're more than just a person who could spit. Mm -hmm. That's where you think about it. And that's where I give you a lot of credit to uh, uh, keep these relationships going, to collaborate and show your art with other people, the Smokers Club, um, you know, all these things. I mean, honestly, when you think about it, a kid from Harlem, did you, did you, you force, did you foresee like this to be like your life one day? I mean, I'm sure you had an inkling, but. I want to answer that honestly and not, and not really. Yeah. I always seen that shit being that. I feel like it was hard getting other people to see the vision, but I always knew. You know, um, it was times where, of course, you know, it was hard and, you know, you feel like you want to quit, but I'm not a quitter. Mm. And I always knew that <clears throat> eventually, you know, I was going to surpass people that was running faster than me. Right. Because um, I came into the shit with a lot of people and a lot of them not here. And, and it's not even... um. You know, people that's like passing on is just people that just didn't age well with this shit. Just you know, there's right. uh expiration, not expiration, but this people. But come, it's endurance. Yeah. This shit is a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some people play it as a sprint, where you know you you get all your best. It's like a fight. Like you're not. You got to keep your endurance. Like if you're giving your whole everything in the first minute, which is a long time in the fight, you know somebody's going to get the best of you. You don't always have to just come out and just, sure, sure. you just know, my swing, whole yeah, shit yeah. was yeah. slow and steady when the race. Mm. Marathon. You know I mean? It's, it's, it's not marathon. a sprint, you know? Yeah. Um, as we wind this down, um, you know, we went over to wrestling. We went over growing up. You know, one thing we didn't really go over is Harlem. Hmm. And as a Brooklyn kid, you know, I know what I grew up with. And Harlem dudes were always, always, always stay fresh you know, very focused on their alpha. So Brooklyn dudes, so New York dudes, but Harlem, explain to people Harlem um, who may who may be watching, you never know, somebody watching from uh, Italy or, or Australia, what was Harlem for you growing up in your words? Because everything's um, changed now. Everything's changed because of gentrification, but I feel like, you know, a lot of the people that, that I would be talking to, like from overseas, they get it because when they come to New York, they come uptown. Sure. But um, it's a destination. It's now. a destination. Um, for tourists, I feel like um, growing up for me, Harlem gave me style. Um, my sense of fashion, like uh, the way I put shit together, even to the the alcohol that I drink. Um, what is that? Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, is it because you're thirsty, or you drink nah, champagne? Cause I of don't. <laughs> nah. I drink champagne, drink champagne. You know, I remember but, I used to drink champagne like it was just regular shit, and I used to like wake up the next day with a dry mouth, and I was like, oh, shit, we drank too much champagne. <laughs> but nah, just the whole the Do you whole remember the popping bottle days? You know, I remember it, but I wasn't a part of it, so I can't even sit here in front like I was a a, a, a bottle popper. I was, I, I was around uh, in a lot of different clubs at that time. I wasn't always... A couple of times I contributed, but... 
I remember dudes used to buy out the bar. I never contributed. Like, like, buy, like, I like, never even cared about the club. I still don't care about yeah. the club. Guilty, I don't anymore. Guilty confession. Back in the day, yeah, I love, I, I love that fuck shit. About the club, but I remember dudes used to buy out the whole every champagne. Like, yeah. yo, how many bottles you have in here? How many cases? And then all of a sudden, you'll see a section. And then you sitting there with you fucking drinking, you know, and you can't have any. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I remember also like, it, it, it was almost like, a, it's a waste of money. Like, actually, I remember talking to uh, Nikki Diamonds um, and, 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 and shouts to Nikki Diamonds. Yeah, shout this out to this dude used to go, I swear to God, man, real talk. And this is public knowledge. He used to buy so many champagne bottles you know the ones with the uh, uh the that glow that glow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um uh I don't know, maybe 20 30 40,000 a night yeah like, i had a friend that used to do that buy 30 bottles and like when we leave in if it was bottles left over he'll pour the bottles out so nobody else could have it petty shit yeah. it was a terrible time <laughs> you know time. when you speak about Harlem you think about who who do you who do you think of we think of Dapper Dan Dapper Dan for sure. We think of Dame Dash for sure. Like who else do we think of? Like Cameron. Th- Cameron. Mm. Is there anybody else we're missing? When we think of Harlem, yeah. Diplomats. Period. Mm. Um, I guess you think of Mace. Depends mm. wherever you come from. Um, and Big L because I I feel like Big L is such a cultural legend as far as um rap style instruction and shit. Like if if you rap and you care about punchlines and and setting up your punchlines a certain kind of way, I feel like Big L is the gold standard for that. Mm. In such a short time, too. In, in a short time, rest and, in peace. Yeah, you know um, when you think about all these artists and how many people we lost. You think about Prodigy's gone, Sean Price is gone, Mac Miller, Nipsey Hussle. We could just keep on going on. Big L, Big L, long time already, but. When you see, for you, these are peers. Does that make you think like, yo, I gotta make sure I'm good or 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 check yourself? Because like, you know, I give you even an example. When combat passed, it made me and no homo, because especially when I sitting here with a Harlem dude, I say pause. <laughs> and you know, we ran the pause game for years yeah, on the Combat Jack show. Um, but I'm I went and got like my shit checked, like because he had colon cancer. And it just made me realize, like, yo, let me be ahead of the game. Um, when you start losing people, it's such a, you know, it's. it's and that was your guy. The same way how Shipes is my guy. I was, I would like walk in on y'all two arguing. Yeah. That was your guy, your guy. So you know, I already know that shit was traumatic. Just, just being a part of it. So it's like you know, for me to answer your question, um, with with the guys that we lost in this shit, it's kind of surreal, you know, to think that we actually cool. And the fact that um, you know, people like immortalize them now, right? Yeah. And they're not really here. They they're not really here in the physical to accept the flowers that they should have got when they was alive. Yeah, a lot of them was already immortalized while they was living. But I feel like after they passed on, the actual genuineness of the flowers started to come. Mm. Um, and you know, being so close to that, like I said, you know, just giving a a casual story like how I wouldn't normally do with anybody about my upbringings and you know my my time with with some of these people that you name with most of them, and I say it so casually and somebody be like, but wait, you talking about 
And I'm like, yeah, that was my man. And I, so it was like, you know, it's it's surreal that they're not here in the physical, but I feel like they every time I talk about them, I feel like they press even when I'm not, I feel like their presence is always looming. Especially, you know, in this music shit. Like like Sean Sean was my guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that shit is it's still kinda confusing to me. You know what I mean? So you know, he was such a real dude. I actually told this story before, but I'll tell a quick story. Uh, uh, you know, he, he he hit me. I mean, we were real cool. And um, if you called the crib, you were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernadette, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Bernadette. You know, shout out to little Sean, too. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to the Sean. whole Ducktown mm-hmm. family. Um, he wanted to get uh, felized, but he wanted to get like Grand Hills on the shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, say no more. I got a guy over there. So I hit them up. I'm like, yo, Sean Price wants to go, yeah, give me his address. No problem. But he, what he didn't understand about seating is that they don't always send the hot shit. Yeah, they send you the whack shit. So he called me. He's like, yo, Pete, man, your man sent me uh, the shit, but it's just whack. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right. And he's like, yeah. He goes, I mailed it back to him. <laughs> and I was like, nah, nah, Sean, Sean, why don't you just give it to one of your kids? Or right, like, right, right. Like, don't mail it back. He's like, nah, fuck that, man. I mailed that back to him. I was like, that that's what type of dude Sean nah, Price Sean was. was. Yeah, he, he was, reminds he was funny. me, and this is what I mean about it's a little bit different. Harlem dudes, Brooklyn dudes, similar, but meaning like even as an older cat, like like I put him and Bum B together. Shouts to Static Selector. Static Selector actually wound up putting a song uh, together. He he actually made a song and he sampled Bun, and I remember him telling me, um, "Yo, I did this song. He didn't put it out. Yeah, I don't even know where it is, um, but he was like." Yo, I fuck with Bum B, like no homo shit, but like, you know, like, like, you know, he had to explain to me, like, yo, I'm not trying to like be on this shit, but I fuck with the dude. Mm-hmm. And I knew Sean, how he meant like that. Mm-hmm, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't understand Bun is, 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 is the most humblest dude yeah. in the world. Bun so when I told, Bun. when I told Bun that Sean Price was a fan of his, he was like, yo, I'm a fan of his. So I connected them. And again, they were eventually supposed to get up, but I think Static put the verses of, uh, I forgot what I think it was called, like Top Something, uh, but it's uh, Styles P. Uh, uh, the P did, was, was Styles, him, and Prodigy? Yeah, no, no, it's a different one. It's a, uh, No, I think Harry did that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, when I put them together, they're both very similar people. You know, people uh, who, and, and I feel like I could put you in that category. Mm-hmm. People that could be rolling in the hood and, and I guess, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, get love. Mm-hmm. And then people could go to a college a uh, thing and be given and uh, some, some of these dudes high fives and shit like you know fact. like dude that's I love you smoke dizzard that's a fact and then dudes are like yo smoke what up you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um t- to be able to you know just be a chameleon I've been that way my whole life because like I said my early my early uh days of just school and just living I went to private school and I lived in the hood mm. so it was like you know I go to private schools all different walks of lives from from people there. And then you go back to the hood and you already know what you're going back to. Sure. So I was the guy coming home from school in a uniform with my friends in regular clothes that was going to public school and shit. And I'll be getting teased type shit. So I, and that's just some Harlem shit where you just, your skin just got to be thick. thick enough to handle it. Pause. But, yeah, yep. Good pause. But, um, <laughs> but that was just the makeup with how shit was. So to be able to blend in crowds. I've been doing that shit before I was rapping, so that shit isn't like 
second nature to me. A true chameleon. You know, you think yeah. about it, we spoke about Shipes, but we also didn't touch on and and we'll get to him now, uh Dame Dash. Now, you know, he's been in your life for a long time. Long uh time. at uh what's it called? Didn't you The Dojo. Yeah, the Dojo, mm-hmm. right? It was at D D uh D one seventy two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so many people, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a baby from there. You know, like Shipes is somebody that that I learned and showed me and we learned together and Dame is another mentor that showed me the other side of the game. Um, and that, you know, like I don't fuck, me and Dame don't get money together. Like I fuck with Dame cause that's my brother. He fuck with me cause I'm his brother. Like it's not, it's not a personal gain. It's, it's really like he's the godfather. He's the reason why I'm, I'm good with, with killing Jim. Like I got the introduction from mm. Dame through that you know what i mean like i'm probably the only person in harlem that could pull certain strings with, with those guys to get certain things done that's powerful yeah and and you know that's from being born and raised in harlem where those guys could fact could fact check me and sure, background you're check of your me, environment. right and then you know having dame usher me yeah, in sure. made it you know even more a1 so you know he that's another thing in hip hop as we continue to talk about that. Um, I feel like he has dropped so many jewels and a lot of people uh, appreciate that and won't let people talk bad about him. A lot of the Kanye shit to bring it back to that. That's Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, like, make yeah. no mistake about it. Dame is still next to Ye probably right now, right this second. And when it comes to that type of positivity... And that type of, you know, when it comes to independent talk. Sure. Breaking down doors. like that. That's definitely influence from Dame. Not to say that he's making him do anything or what, but it's definitely influence coming from him because he preached that to all. Dame is Professor X. Mm. And we all X-Men. And he preached that to all of us. So the same shit he telling Ye, he done told me. He done told plenty other artists that was next to him. You know, so... That's how I look at it. Dame uh, is, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's it, the gems that see. Here's the thing: you got to get past the delivery for some people. He's very strong-minded. He's very, very abrasive. Very abrasive. At time. Yeah. But if you listen to the underlinings, a tremendously smart dude, tr- tr- tremendously strategic, and I want not that I'm over here saying this, but I am. I want people to stop putting this whole. Jay-Z thing versus what he is. You know, mm-hmm. if, and what I mean by that is like, they'll try to say like, you know, they try to use, I feel like I see that a lot where people try to use that where it's like it didn't work out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Like, it is what it is, but you can never erase with a history of what they did together. And not only that, but he's made tons of history after that. Sure, you know, sure. Like, you know, even he would be annoyed if somebody asked him just about those times because it was more times that he lived and created history through. Um, I don't feel like he's bitter or anything or no shit yeah. like that. You know, he lives a great life. You know what I mean? So, Shout out to Dame Dash, yeah, man. Shout out to and, my and, brother, and, and content, Continue to continue intense continue to listen to the gems that he drops because i feel like they get yeah, uh, he'll they call get, me they get passed he'll up. call me and shit on me right shit on my whole shit big me up be proud shit on me some more 
Right, be like, yo, you uptown? Yo, get the fuck from uptown. Why are you still uptown? You need, yo, you need to, you want to live around rivers? You want to live around water? Oh, ah. He always got some funny shit to yeah. say. But the underline of it is not really to shit on you. It's really to motivate you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, like, you know, I'm not complacent, but I like what I like and I want what I want. Mm. And some of, some of my mentors wants for me might not be what I want for me right now, right? So he'll tell me, put some pressure on yourself, shit like that. And I'll be like, for what? Like, I already got enough pressure. But that's him just pushing me to be great. He wants everybody that comes out of his kennel to be greater than him, to be richer than him, to be able to to kick back. You know what I mean? So... And he's from Harlem, so I get the approach. Sure, like, sure. I, it doesn't you're hurt my get, feelings. Yeah, I, get, yeah. I understand it, right? So, yeah, his approach could be a bit abrasive, but you always got to look at the underline. Yeah, it's some bullshit in between it sometimes, but you got to look at the underline. You know what I mean? And the underline is always positive, and it's always for you to be better. Because who else you going to listen to? You always, you always want to listen to somebody that made it, right? And when you say made it, like it's so cliche. So I could just break it down with this terminology. I would always like to listen to a GPS that's actually going to take me where I need to go. Mm. I don't want to listen to nobody that never been nowhere. How you going to tell me how to get there and your shit don't work? You ain't never been there. So at least if it's going to come abrasive and whatever's going to come from from somebody that's been on the mountaintop, you got to take that into accountability and be like, well, you know what? It is some validity. It is some validity. To what he's saying with this, and let me own in on this and master this, and then you go from there. Did you ever read a uh, like a dictionary to find out like or or studied like difficult words growing up or like because I feel like a lot of your and and I say this for certain people, but they'll use words I never heard of, <laughs> and, and maybe that's that's maybe that's my problem mm-hmm. that I didn't learn some of these. But um, I feel like a good artist, you know, uh, his vocabulary, the way he uh, uh, puts words together is like art. And there's there's a bunch of tracks that I've heard some, you know, the, the references where I'm like, you know, the, like, did you just get all these words just growing up or did you try to study different words? Or I'm going I'm to a, I'm a cut you in. So, right. So, for one, my grandparents and parents should be very proud of me. For, for for where I got to from where pe- people probably thought I would be because I didn't finish high school. I wasn't moving in a straight arrow. <clears throat> um, it was a lot of uncertainty with what I was going to do in my life because from having, you know, this great background and being in private school and Catholic school and all these different schools and shit, I didn't like school in real mm-hmm. time. But I like to learn the way I like to learn. So a lot of my knowledge was self-taught, like reading books that I was interested in, watching wrestling, right? So people at the early used to shit on me for wrestling. Now everybody loves wrestling, right? But they used to shit on me. But a lot of my vocabulary came from listening to Vince McMahon, the Gorilla Monsoon, and Bobby DeBrain Heenan, and them saying certain words that I didn't understand, but they made me understand the word by the context they was using the word in, mm. right? And then, you know, as I started to get into rap, I used to read the dictionary, you know, to learn words like perplexed and shit that I never really thought about, you know? So it was like, 
you know, when you learn the word and you use the word in a rap, subconsciously you're learning the meaning. Because for me, any word I use, I got to understand the word that I'm using because I don't want to look dumb when somebody <laughs> is trying to ask me to, to decipher what I'm saying, right? So a lot of my shit was just self-taught and just listening and having conversations with really smart people that that's smarter sure, than sure. me. Right, that, that 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 influenced you too. Because most of my friends are smarter than me. Yeah, yeah. So so that's that's, that's how I learned. Thing. You that's don't a... want to be around no. people that's dumber than no. you, right? So most of my friends are smarter than me. So a lot of shit that I learned, as far as even vocabulary wise, I've learned from people that were smarter than me that might have used those words against me, or used those words in conversation that I had no idea what they was talking about and I had to look up that word. So you know, it's funny you say that too because it's like I used to be with with dudes that used to say big word. I'd be like, "Oh, what do you use this two dollar word?" Like, <laughs> you know, I used to use that line, but then I was like, "Fuck!" I actually, when I felt I used it too much, I was like, "Motherfucker, you need to, uh, 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 you need to Google and 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 get better in some of these words because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like." But I found that very creative with artists. But anyway, um, listen, Homegrown is out now. Okay. Right now. Make sure you go buy it, stream it, tell a friend to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Smokers Club. Um, what else? What else is? I I don't want to put too much down. People uh, pause, but what else is down the pipeline? Is, isn't there another uh, Pete Rock? Uh, um, yeah, we're and, working on it. And is and also is there something that you've been wanting to work on? Like obviously you've done a lot. Pete, now. Yeah. For one, before we wrap up, I I love sitting here talking to you. I don't even want to leave because it's such a great conversation. Now, these fucking projects that I have in the tuck. Mm. If people like what I got right now, what I got coming next, I don't think they're going to be able to control themselves. Because I got one passion project with me and a couple of my homies that I know is going to break the internet. And then I got passion projects with producers that I really admire outside of P-Rock that I know is going to put me in that conversation. And then I got... Alchemist? I don't want to say. And then I got... And then I got Nemlo and 183rd. They that, work. Kid, that kid uh, is nasty. Yeah. He's right there. It's the kid right there. It's a piece of shit. But I'm not calling you a piece of shit. I'm calling him a piece of shit, but his Only shit is coming next. Only because you got next. sunglasses inside, and I don't know where you're from. <laughs> High Horse 2, produced by 183rd. That's coming. Um, so you Sabino know, real- put me on to uh, yep, yep, uh, you. Yep. So I'm really, you know, focusing on, on the brand RFC, pushing that outside of the projects I got. And then, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, you know, one of your peers in the media game. Trying to graduate and gradually. Sure. I'm not trying Wide to get to nobody's. Everybody got nah. their own spiel. I know everybody's doing their own thing. It's territorial I'm, like I'm, rap. I'm, I'm like, I'm like I get you. It. I'm like you. And what I mean by that is um, I do what I love, but I've been able to do a lot of other things because of what I love. So I don't ever look at it as like, you know, Bun told me the story one time about three stacks hmm. and how he told him like, if he didn't have to rap, he didn't want to rap. I feel him. Um, I feel him. And that's that's when you can rap your ass off, um, you know. And I still feel, and and I say this to every artist, um, you know, keep the water running, but make other shit happen because of that. Because um, at the end of the day, 
the music is left and the legacy will live on. <clears throat> That's a fact. I remember, brief story, I remember when I cared about the freshman cover, mm. right? That was like one of the things that every year I would be working mega hard to make this cover. Um, around this time, Rob Markman. Shout out to Rob Martin. With, shout out to Rob. Was the editor in XXL. He's also my friend. Um, Good dude, too. And he would give me insight, right? So I asked him, I said, what's missing? Like, what do I got to do? He's like, you got to do something other than rapping. Mm. And that always stuck to me because it was just like, I didn't take it disrespectful. But I'm like, damn, am I a one-trick pony? Is this all I'm going to do? Like if if people, if me getting this cover is is just equated to me not just rapping, and I gotta have other uh, links to to my Cuban, so to speak, True. in order to 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 really shine in this shit, I'm like, damn, what the fuck else am I gonna do? This is fucking twelve years ago. This is before you know. The internet really changed everybody's lives. And, you know, we started touring off mixtapes and shit like that. Before it was a smokers club, I had no fucking idea what those other things would be. Because I only saw myself being smoked Dizza this one way. You know, I say this. This is the same, and I'm sure you'll agree, and anyone who understands this will, will understand. I say this to street dudes, too, even since I've been a young kid. You know, a lot of people, I remember rap, hip-hop, when I grew up by Coney Island, Marlboro, and I remember people were doing it. They were like, yo, if this rap shit pays off, I get out of this shit. Hmm. Um, even the hustle. You know, I used to tell dudes like, you know, I'm not mentioning name, but I used to tell dudes like, yo, how long you think you're going to hustle for? Take some of that money, buy a boy's head route. Hmm. And I used to try to tell them. So the point I'm making is for an artist to come in and make money because of rapping, like it's bigger than putting out projects. It's a smoker's club. It's it, it's the product. Rap is right? the base. Yeah. It's the platform. Yeah. And I want to see every artist mm -hmm. do that. That's why it's mm -hmm. so, I even like... And, and and so many people do this, but I want to give example, even something I saw by Action Bronson that I liked. Um, I was in Philly. I went to his uh, White Bronco or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? He had a merch booth there. But what I liked is every time before the show started, like he had other acts coming out and he would be at the at merch, the merch booth. booth. That's how you sell the merch. But I'm saying- That's a code that a lot of rappers don't know. When I hang out at the merch booth, yep. that's when I sell my most merch. People get to, people people get to take see the picture. You, take they want to get their shit signed. They just want to come talk to you. I might not even care to even, not to say I don't care to perform because I love performing, but I go sit at the merch booth and hang out because I probably make just as much money as I'm about to get paid on the merch. But that's what that's I'm saying. That's, that, like, like, I, I, I want to I give you a, a last example. I sat down with Uncle Luke, Two Live Crew. And he told me when he did Two Live Crew, these motherfuckers were arguing over performing. They were only probably getting two, $3,000 a show. There was mad people. He's like, yo, y'all keep that money. I'm going to make t-shirts. He used to sell 2,000 t-shirts a show. And he had the bigger mind. It's not only about merch. It's also about product and making something that you don't, if, if Smoke Dizza breaks his leg, I mean, he could do something in the studio, but maybe he ain't going on tour. So the point I'm trying to make is making a product that people could support, right? No matter how, who you are, 
you, you know, people who support you want to, you know, want to buy these things. You like, got to buy shit that can make you money when you sleep. And I said, yeah, exactly. There we go. So when you, so when you, that's exactly where I was going with it. So when, when you're sleeping, you hear that ding, 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 those are orders coming in. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a small game, it's almost like credit. You know how many dudes I know that have, don't have good credit, but they don't, but, 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 and I was that same dude, but they feel so like it I- takes too long. But you, if you don't start today, it's always going to be too long. No credit is bad credit. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 you know, Man, we could sit here for days, but uh, I just want to tell people, Smoke is a long time, long time uh, cultural guy, long time sneaker fiend, long time lyricist, like I said in the beginning, and a long time good fella. Um, Knows the good places to eat, knows the the good people in life, and really has made a, you know, I've, I've been proud and I'm thankful that we finally sat down. I've been proud to watch the journey. And it's still young, man. And, 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 you know, I'm proud. I'm proud to see you morph into other things. You know, if, if, if you know, if fans or people who only want to see you one way, that's not fair. You know, um, you know, shit. I would love to see you be a wrestler. Like a guest. Yo, that, don't, guest. don't say that in front of Shipes. It loses Yo, I would mind. love to He's see you be a guest. Tell, me Kofi, me, like, tell these dudes to bring you out as like a... As a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a manager. I ain't, I ain't taking no bumps though. <laughs> Come no off bumps. the top rope. But listen, no um, live once again, shouts to growing up a time. Shouts to uh, Panini shop. If you're ever in Williamsburg, make, make sure, sure you come to Panini shop and get my sandwich. The yep. RFC. Yep. Real, real, really fire chopped cheese. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we live from Williamsburg, live from the Panini shop. Smoked is a homegrown out now. Shouts to Johnny Shipes. Um, and listen, man, it's, 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 it's been a pleasure, man. I mean, you know, when we get that new project, we do the return of Smoke Dizza. Yes. You know? But love, yes. love, love is Pete, love. my brother. Harlem's own. Harlem's own, baby. You know? Homegrown is Homegrown. out now. Go check that. Cheer. Oh, yeah. That boy Smoke Dizza. Listen, that was a conversation. You know how people say interviews, and I get it. I don't do interviews. I do conversations straight up and down. Now, internets, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure you at me on Twitter and Instagram at Premium Pete at Premium Pete Show. And again, you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show. Big brand, small brand, little brand, whatever. Email us, thepremiumpetreau at gmail.com. Again, thepremiumpetreau at gmail.com. You want us to produce a show. You want to, you know, you want to advertise on the Premium Petro or other podcasts. You have some questions, whatever it is, make sure you email me. Okay. Now, Peace and blessings to you and your families. Listen, I know the world has opened up, but it's still, you know, it's still scary. So be safe, okay? And 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 don't get discouraged. I always say, always be, you know, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing. So be safe. You know, if you if if you're discouraged or depressed some days, man, when you go to bed, you wake up. Hopefully, it's a better day. And I want to let you know you're not alone. Sometimes I feel that way, but you know, remove the doubt and up the belief. Internet, have a blessed day. Peace to you and your family. See you next week. See you next episode. And make sure you dig in the catalog on the Premium Pete Show. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of gems in there. See you next episode. Cheer!